0: All right, here we go. I'm gonna call James.
1: You have to g- give me one second. <laughs> oh man. of <coughs> oh, me.
0: Nice. Oh,
1: that was a. Cheers. Yeah, cheers.
0: Oh, oh. All right, <laughs> cheers. <coughs> Oh, <laughs> Oh,
1: so where's Timmy? At?
0: Um, oh, he's working tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all right. We'll catch up. I figure this could be like a like an episode. Um. Five point five.
1: Yeah, they're funny with your episodes.
0: Yeah. Hey, yeah, they work, man.
1: My neighbor, uh, she listened to our last episode, and she likes it a lot. I can't
2: get through the whole thing. Why not? <laughs> I can't stop laughing.
0: Oh, that's great. <laughs> I was like, what kind of criticism is this?
2: <laughs> no, uh, I smoke a lot of pot. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's good. I wish I was on your guys' level, but I can't have to do a drug test randomly so I'm not sure when that's going to hit me that's okay
1: damn workplace accidents Mm -hmm. yeah damn
0: but if there was no danger things would be no fun man
1: I think if they were to uh, tax it uh, in a better sense that it would be more uh, accepted Especially if uh, all the Cairns uh, saw their uh, kids. <laughs> That's funny, Stacy, crack it up. <laughs> Just think if uh, every school got a pirate ship out in the playground, you know, courtesy of uh, weed tax revenue. You know, measure M1A, you know. and uh,
2: What the fuck is being said right? What are
1: you, what? All the propositions for the schools. Oh, if they were to yeah. tax the measure... Yeah, yeah. Put a uh, measure or tax on the the weed, actually mandated, and if there was actually something given back to the community, where all these rich uh, suburban wives could see where the money was going to, they would vote. Gotcha. They'd vote almost any measure in just to get a quote unquote better education for their kids, which never never
0: comes out that way. But yeah.
1: they sure would charge you for it.
0: And then just thinking about the details of the pirate ship. Is pretty interesting because you know it wouldn't be made out of wood that they would get splinters. That'd be a safety concern. It'd be made out of like uh, polyethylene, something or other.
1: You no, know, has to be made out of uh, recycled K cups. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> Karen cups. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. That's like uh, I, w- I was listening to this dude and he was talking about how in new york city oh he i think it's i don't know upwards of you know definitely a couple tens of millions maybe close to hundreds of millions who knows gets dedicated towards um like homeless relief over there and it gets voted in every time because it's like oh who's going to be who's going to be an asshole and vote against homeless assistance you know and yet what happens is that the shelters stay more or less conforming to federal regulations, being the bare minimum. They allow bed bugs, they allow fucking assaults, they allow all kinds of crazy shit going on in there. But most of the money goes towards, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe scooping up some volunteers, buying a bunch of prepackaged peanut butter sandwiches, buying a fleet of vans to roll around the city, and vests to put. The uh, to make sure that people know that these are official peanut butter sandwiches delivered by an official, you know, state-sponsored volunteer, and all that shit gets squandered, squandered away. It's the same with the schools, man. There was a lady in in, uh, I think she was in the Rialto uh, Unified School District here, and um, if I'm not mistaken, she was the principal. I can't remember exactly. I have to research, but. She embezzled Over the course of like Close to 10 years I think it was um, About $3,000 a week Can you imagine How much fucking money She embezzled dude And she embezzled it out of the Yeah Yeah she embezzled it out of the school uh, Like food fund And I went to those schools
2: They were eating
0: cockroaches Yeah Yeah, they're they're we're eating shit, man. Fucking styrofoam, personal styrofoam pizza. You know, it was awful yeah. food.
1: I bet you she had one a uh, nice uh, let's say party boat or could throw a hell of a Christmas party with all yeah. that kind of money.
0: Yeah, no shit. I hope she partied because she went to jail. So that's over.
1: Okay. Good. Do you think she likes the styrofoam prison pizza?
0: Oh, yeah, huh? That's funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she probably has to, uh... Her cellmate is probably
2: so... She some, has to eat the cockroaches and the maggots. There you go.
1: All the pr- the prison food, there cockroaches and maggots.
0: Yeah, that's fucking rough. That's what she gets, <laughs> man. Bastard. I
1: was gonna say, i seen this on a documentary where they, uh, have these, uh, prototype trash cans and, uh, major cities and they're asking them they're like okay so this this trash can looks nice like what's it do and it's like well it's covered it has a lid and it's uh painted this durable blue color and uh they're like okay well how much does that co- this thing cost uh it's like this one this model shown here is a uh, thirty eight thousand oh, yeah. dollars and then they had like another one you know it was like you know say twelve thousand. And they're like, well, how about just this one? It looked just like a regular heavy-duty uh, park uh, trash can. And they're like, oh, yeah, this model? How about
2: just paying enough people to keep
1: them clean? Well, the, the cheapest trash can they have is $5,000 yes. that they could put in this into the city.
0: Yeah, it's a kick-ass trash can.
1: And uh, like the administrator, whoever was in charge, he's just like, well, this this is just a well-established plan. It, it works great. The, you know the person interviewing him was like do you believe this is cost effective and they're like well I, how do you say it where the his excuse was well it's a uh, it's a temporary program or it's it's a new program and it's in the works and it, you just see like how much money was being squandered into just one said trash can
0: yeah yeah definitely man there's so much fucking waste like that like um you know like like the fleet vehicles and stuff too get me like what well, why why does the uh why does the police department need a couple of fleet maintenance vehicles like brand new Chevy 1500s you know for a fucking for nothing like 3 of them they have over here you know there's a shit ton of overspending and I think they can overspend because on paper they just, they, they have to spend this budget supposedly, right? That's the school. That's the school's deal. I know that they have to spend this budget. They can't spend it or they can't have, uh, any left over, And so they go. Otherwise
2: they'll get less next year. Yeah. Quarter.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of places that, uh,
1: lose inventory or throw away inventory. Uh, at certain parts of the year
0: i always wonder Uh, that too like what why do what why is there so much waste because my my mom used to work as well for the um food service in the uh school district and she said that the waste is like unreal like how much food they get rid of you you can't if you wanted to Save all of that stuff, you know. Just between the staff members, if the staff members were to take all that stuff home, it would just be like ridiculous amount of fucking spicy chicken sandwiches, you know.
1: Because it all has to be accounted for, whether it's being purchased, Mm -hmm. uh, distributed to the kids, you know, issued, or uh, being fed to the dumpster. There's numbers on paperwork. Especially for the government, and the state, they want to, and once it's paid for, they don't care. And uh, even working for the government, being in the military, all that stuff, like uh, there was always something weird in the funding where everything was uh, either two years in the making or five years in the making. And um, like, regardless how it how it, by the time it gets approved in the five year step to the two year step. And everything's like paid for in advance and stuff. Like, uh, I saw them build buildings and like the contractors, and you'd see it like the absurd amount of money that they would um, pay to have. uh, I want to say like the most little amount of work done. You're like, how much are they charging? Like, you know, an hour for these people, or remember they built a uh, uh, a dyno facility for the engines? Yeah and uh they installed it and it never even really worked and then the the contractor came back out they're like well you paid for a building you you paid for a facility you know you didn't really specify that it had to really work
3: <laughs> okay uh huh. but they uh
1: like that building never really fully came to mind because like the building was just never like built correctly
0: oh shit. I, I, I saw I saw a positive kind of, I guess, uh, somebody taking advantage of that in a positive way um, on YouTube, and it's this guy, he lived in San Francisco for most of his life, and he had a corporate job at one point, he did all that shit, you know, uh, earning as high income as he could, striving to do more, and then he had kind of like an existential crisis, where he was like you know what fuck this i'm just going to clean houses and uh you know i'll see i'll see how i can make it and it's pretty it was inspiring to me because it, it, the unorthodox method that he went about taking advantage of like uh like loopholes kind of similar to what you're talking about but in the in the building code system where okay they require you to have all these plans right plans plans I- in the making right years in the making so he bought land, all cash, on on Hawaii, on the Big Island, in a relatively isolated spot. It's really nice, and um, it was a a like kind of a dead end street. What do you call it? a cul-de-sac? Where they built the the cul-de-sac out, and they plumbed all the utilities, the electricity, the water, but nobody ever bought anything. No one ever came and so he bought one of these unsold plots and he also bought a housing plan and he laid down a foundation because he told them okay like here's the plan in a couple of years i'm gonna build foundation for the house but first i'm gonna build the foundation for the garage and so he built the foundation for the garage and then he started building the garage and in the garage Uh, according to their housing codes you can have a washer a dryer a bathroom uh a sink a stove all that stuff and it's still a garage and then as soon as he was done and he made this essentially like a little studio apartment in the garage he's like oh i ran out of money you know can't build the house anymore and they couldn't touch him they couldn't do shit i thought that was cool
1: made the bare necessity for life and then told the system i'm good
0: yep yep and they couldn't do anything i mean they can't make you spend your own money you know to build a house especially if you followed all their permitting guidelines like to the t every step of the way yeah i imagine that's what those military contractors do they're just like okay you know you guys require this you you say in writing that you require this and that uh, what do you, what do you call that? Hy- being hyper literal.
1: Yeah, I saw a lot of weird military contracts uh, um, go astray or go in favor. Uh, one time, they uh, they came out and inspected our overhead crane. It was a it's hundred and fifty thousand pound uh, capacity gantry crane. Wow. So it's it's a pretty big machine. Yeah. Some big earthquake like landers, it threw, it threw it off and they had to like come like re put it back on the rails. It was pretty interesting, but um, okay, so uh, they OSHA came out and they said for, for the year this year's uh crane inspection, you guys have to put a fresh coat of paint on it for whatever reason. So the government was like, okay, so they uh, started uh bending that shit out, and all these big painting companies are coming out there and they're. Um, They're bidding on the job, and then some well, because it has to be a equal opportunity uh, employer. Um, when we talked about zero bidding contracting; it had to be the contracting had to be open for like all contractors. Yeah. So this older Hispanic guy comes out. I guess he kind of just takes one look at it, and he bids <laughs> two hundred. He bids two hundred fifty thousand
2: on a frame,
1: just to paint it.
3: Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: Coat to the
2: government?
1: Okay. And they said, sold. So he comes out. So this is just over our our main assembly line. And uh, so we're all like, we see, like, you know, like the guy, just one guy up there, you know, all getting set up. We're like, okay, so what the fuck is this guy doing? And they're like, oh, this is the painter.
2: Not climbing shit. Yeah.
1: yeah. No. So we, we're all watching it go down, like, during the work week. This guy and only plus one helper they they painted that crane by hand with just a with a brush.
0: Wow, that's kick ass though I mean, yeah
1: well, a couple of the other people were, were talking to him like later like on his break and uh, I forgot like how much he paid for in supplies uh-huh. but, but it was like three paint brushes, oh, a couple <laughs> rags but they, they got it all done. Really? Yeah, maybe twenty gallons of paint, yeah, and then that awesome. guy he took a uh, like a two hundred, yeah, you know, thirty five thousand dollar profit, wow. and then just said, said goodbye.
0: Awesome. <laughs> that's funny, dude. I can I can see it in my mind's eye, like a <clears throat> a sun hat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Did he have like safety harnesses and all that stuff, or was it all like uh, all real yeah, sketchy? They,
1: they had their uh, little um, with the the full harness and uh, with the little tether. Yeah, but um, cool. but they didn't need like a, a whole um, skyjack. Oh, they were using them then. You know, like if, say, if like, any other company came in there, they would have needed to get a scaffolding, a 4 a snow cone machine.
0: A four-man you know. to stand around, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this guy just came over there, just got it done. It just like he just took it over the bed and was like, okay, I go up there, I, I
0: pay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. That's fucking awesome. He paid for a house, one job. That's amazing. Definitely that's how that yeah I've, I've seen that that's how like public works and all that shit is uh i i tried to get a job with this company that did public works and uh man it's no wonder that those painting companies that work for government entities or you know what whatever they are relating to government it's no wonder they make so much money because dude like at the time i had a f- I had a mazda miata and uh the dude wanted me to carry like a ladder and all this other stuff And I was like, man, I have a little convertible, dude Like, I don't have room for paint And all this yeah. stuff Like, I could drive there, and I could do the work But that's it, he's like Alright, you know, we'll make it work <laughs> He doesn't give a shit We had to drive our own cars They paid for like,
2: pre- Step ladder in my backseat, thanks
0: Yeah, I didn't even have a back seat, man It would have had to go, like Horizontal on my trunk lid or something Houchback Yep
1: <laughs> I've seen a handyman Working out of some car I What kind of car it was It was like It was like a nice car And then when I Like was driving through The parking lot I saw the other side of it And he had his whole uh, Car Packed to the brim With ladders And uh-huh. Handyman tools, All kinds of shit in there And I was just like Well I guess it works as a pickup too You know
0: Yeah Yep like I, I always thought the the Toyo- the old Toyota Camry wagons, I always thought those were kick-ass work vehicles. Like it'd be nice and comfortable. You could put ladders on top. I saw I saw a dude when I worked in Atascadero, um, California. He it's called um one one two three rescue I think, and uh, he's like a AAA but private, you know. That dude had a, a little 19, like an early 90s Civic hatchback, the three door, wow. and he just had some tires, the Milwaukee uh, tire inflator, some batteries in there, some tools. That's it, man. This fucking little business in a hatchback. That's so. I thought that was really cool. It was really inspiring.
1: Well even over there on the on the Autobahn they have those little uh, little small cars that uh, come help you if you break mm. out. Oh. And they're just a little three door uh some little your little European wagon.
3: Yeah.
1: And they have everything in there.
2: not Who?
1: Oh. Who's that right? <laughs> those. those guys.
2: Yes, that's it.
1: Sorry, don't don't mind Stacey here. She
2: No, well <laughs>
1: Why, why? are they not
2: right? I'm a fan, <laughs> but I'm super high. I apologize.
0: <laughs> what are you very looking very
2: at? I'm enjoying this. <clears throat> I'm halfway intelligent sometimes, Ooh. but I'm really high. <laughs> I'm right.
0: That's alright. That's she, acceptable. She scared the, the of the fuckhead cats. Oh. that's a hard job, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're naughty cats. She cleaned up after them. Yeah.
0: Said,
2: They're
0: bad Kitties Nope They're cute though There's a There's a cat over here That I've uh, discovered In the evening walks And uh It belongs to somebody I think it belongs To the people That live in the house That it's always in front of But man That cat It just waits for people To pass by And you can pet it Like It's like public cat You know Like it just uh You've
2: got an entire Colony here
0: Yeah. Yeah
2: I just like to go over every day. I clean up a little bit, but I have to hang out with the cats. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yes, and we've got quite a colony. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> what What's the, your What's your most memorable cat experience with those cats?
2: Oh, let's see. Actually, two nights ago, uh, it was like four thirty in the morning. And, um, you weren't here. And me and good. Paul were sitting here. He was actually off. And Fonzi just came busting in. Said, what the fuck? What is that? What? And he's inside. They
1: leave the front door open just so a little. Freaked
3: him out. Oh, okay. So
2: Gigantor, <laughs> I love Mr. Fonzie. really. Sweet Pea.
0: Yeah, he's a cool guy
2: Yeah, he's busting in here, it's hilarious (laughs) He knows how to push, but the door opened really, very well He was trying to get out of your apartment the other day So, instead of opening it, he slammed it shut Mm. Big boy, sweet baby (laughs) Yeah, he does weird shit
3: Yep
0: yeah, he's slow, but he's fucking something else.
1: You should see him run when he does his fat jiggles and like. <laughs> it's funny. He has to run like uh, with this little sideways uh, trot. That way, his uh, fat—it's like he has to walk with his back legs out a little. Uh huh. So the sway, goes the right way. So the sway doesn't like slap his uh, legs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's not even that fat, though.
1: Well, when he runs, this shit just jiggles everywhere. With the old man belly. It'd be like watching a, a lipo patient try to jog.
0: Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, it's probably just loose skin, I imagine.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Hey, I, I saw something that made me laugh. So, I don't really... Uh, don't really follow the war at all the ukrainian stuff um because it's it's just war you know but this thing made me laugh where russia extended an offer to uh to any any state that wanted to secede from the united states and just be a part of russia uh, i
1: don't know what are you, I, are you talking about the, the annexation
0: uh yeah it was like a like a, a i don't know i don't know what it what kind of ploy that was what kind of thing you would call that but it made me laugh i was just like mm. but you you know what though i think it is fact that russia did did at one point or at least the russian people did have some kind of political colonization over here in the united states or north north america i should say um i know the chinese were here and that's why north uh Native North Americans share a lot of similar um, genetic traits with uh, East Asians. There was just a lot of fucking traveling around.
1: Oh uh, wait, well, well, all that Alaska was all Russia for. Yeah. And um, I've seen something where I don't know if they were doing a census up there here a few years ago. That there's. Uh, like, there's more Chinese and Russians in Alaska than there are, I uh, want say, white people. Or, really? I'm sure there's plenty of Eskimos, but, like, if you look at the bloodline of uh, a lot of the Eskimo people and stuff like that, that there's more, uh, there's all kinds of Chinese and Russian in all those bloodline in those far-off cities. Yeah. Or, or, still, or villages that still speak Russian.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Eskimos, Inuits. What's that? Inuit. Indigenous people.
1: Yeah, I know, but most.
2: Eskimos. I know, but most of the indigenous
1: people up there have more Russian bloodline than they do American. I'm talking about Alaska. I know. That was all former Russian territory.
0: Yeah. Uh Hawaii supposedly too. Hawaii was was um, colonized by many different uh, foreign i guess well who knows i I don't know man it's so weird because the world has changed i think um so fast not 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 as fast as like a human lifetime so it's kind of hard for us to conceive of really how fast in terms of um like genetic time or geologic time I, i guess geologic time like there's been so much land loss and crazy shit to have happened like uh i was researching 500 years ago or 300 years ago uh there was a huge tectonic plate shift off of the coast of oregon and uh, northern california where whatever whatever tectonic plate juts out into the ocean proper went underneath the tectonic plate that is the landmass of the united states off of the course co- coast of oregon and so what happened was that happened suddenly like how earthquakes happen right so that whole shit just like shoved itself below the continent but what ended up happening was that a bunch of land sunk into the ocean and it never never recovered ne- it never came back and so off of the coast uh you can see all of these um ancient uh pine trees and stuff they're just stumps now but they they go out there for like i don't know like close to a mile or something like that and they're still there that shit is scary and also what happened was that a bunch of a bunch of people died too because there was this super uh out of nowhere giant tsunami uh all the wa- water ingression from the crustal displacement that came inland my point being that uh you know all that Bering Strait that land bridge and then Hawaii how isolated it is maybe it wasn't that isolated maybe there was like a lot more uh islands made it easier for all of these uh already seafaring cultures because there were seafaring cultures long ago made it easier for them to travel you know from China to California Yeah.
1: Well, yes, this is a land bridge. But you have to remember with, uh, during the ice age when there was less water, there, all your coastlines, uh, the water changed anywhere from 20 to 200 feet.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: so to, with, with that thought in mind, with all these, uh, there's just this one spot in uh, Antarctica when they say that when the ice breaks away, they say that most of your uh, coastlines will lose uh, 20 feet. And they say that you have to take a consideration. They said, uh, think of every place where there's a melting ice cube at one of the poles or Greenland, Iceland, any one of these places, they said for every one of those giant ice cubes that melts, that's 20 feet, 20 feet, 20 feet that the, all the coastlines are going to, are going to raise here in the next, say 20 to 50 years. If is, if it's all this, uh, quote, unquote time change, uh, Not time, climate change. Yeah. In time, it uh, goes. So, uh, you know, you can just imagine you go to the pier, your local um, boardwalk. uh, That uh, pier is a good, you know, 15 feet off the water, you know. Mm -hmm. Imagine just looking right there and with that as perspective, like, dang, if X amount of ice melts, this is how much water will be here tomorrow.
0: Permanently. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Ready? Yeah. Right. So I'm, uh, I, might, I might have to cough here again.
0: Oh damn! At least you got ready.
2: Yeah, we did. You want me to do this? Or yeah, good.
1: All right. Well, hold on. I, I should probably mute. But I don't know how to mute. Uh, right. I'm gonna go mute for a second. Why? Got any other topics?
2: Hear him cough.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just do it. Be a man. Here. Ready. I can. I can
0: yeah. mute it. I can mute the recording on this part. I'll just uh, cut it out. But yeah, I do have a couple other topics. Let me let me look up some shit cuz I was kind of excited, you know.
3: Well. Shit. <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>
1: Um, well, that was my second, so that wasn't as bad. Okay. Um, so Stacy wanted to overhear You um, says mm-hmm. your most crazy UFO story that you ever heard. No, I don't know if you meant by that if uh, your own personal experience or if you meant like a crazy story that like one of your uncles told you at one of your birthday parties or... If no one ever believed your uncle because, you know, of course he's crazy
0: and he's an alcoholic. You know? Yeah. Let's see. So you want to know mine? My crazy UFO? The thing is, I, I never had a UFO story. I've had paranormal in- encounters. But I never had a, an experience.
2: Like Please tell me.
0: All right. I think, actually, you know, I, I want to get him on the podcast to tell it himself so i don't i don't want to tell my friend matt's story because the way he tells it is so cool but i don't think i'm going to get my friend Juan on the podcast so i'll tell his and his is cool so he lived in he still lives in fontana and uh i guess he was like an early teen and it was near fourth of july so you know how when it gets near 4th of July especially a couple you know a couple decades ago people were still outside with their kids and whatnot everybody's playing kind of getting ready for for that night and so they're out there and they said that or he said that all of a sudden there was this super weird like dull yet unbelievably bright light that's what he described it as, and I don't I don't know how to how to visualize that exactly. But he said that there was a super bright light, and that everybody saw it. Everybody stopped, and uh, that they heard, he heard a low hum, and very slowly, this this light. And he he didn't he didn't mention a shape. He didn't mention anything. It was just this big fucking massive light started to dr- drift <laughs> diagonally uh, over his neighborhood and so it went real real slow everybody was just watching it you know like uh i forget how many people he said but it was it was over 20 people that saw this thing and it drifted it drifted super slow over their neighborhood over the houses over the trees no no sound as it passed over only the humming and then uh, it where was, was this oh, I'm sorry this was in Fontana oh okay yeah and uh, so it passed over the couple couple of houses in his neighborhood and then he didn't give me a, uh, a resolution to the event so I'm not sure if he doesn't remember or if it's just the end of the memory you know uh, it's kind of hard to tell with ufo experiencers and you have to be really good at questioning um i am not that good at interviewing people or i was not back then um and so that's where the story ends as far as the event the encounter but he said the next day that they woke up and all throughout the neighborhood there was a bunch of uh, there was a bunch of cars And a bunch of people in like, uh, well, everybody was covered up kind of like, like FBI clothes. Like, you know, you know, those, those kinds of sweaters and shit, but everything was unmarked. No, no, uh, no insignias anywhere. People were just like taking notes, looking around, taking pictures and this and that. And it lasted for a little while, like about an hour. And then all the cars left. And... He noticed that the trees started to die um, that were directly under the path of this light and that people also noticed because it was kind of a mix of uh, materials that people used for their houses in that, in that cul-de-sac. Some people had uh, those ceramic tiles and others had those tar-like paper things. Well, all of the houses, their roofs were, were like burnt. Like stuff was I- it was either brittle or it was literally kind of like melted, and the trees just looked like they just came into contact with fucking roundup or something you know like it it just totally decimated the trees that it passed over and that was his his experience. It's pretty gnarly. I think it's super gnarly because it was you know evening and then it was a mass sighting, and then there was evidence left. That for all, all I know is is still there on those houses, you know, unless they, unless they fixed it right away. But yeah, that's the that's about one of the coolest stories that I've heard.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I wonder. Um, have you ever heard of the the Kecksburg UFO? I think it's Ketchburg.
3: Mm.
1: There's like a small town, and uh, you know, it It was like in the. Let's see. 60s
3: between
1: 60s and 70s yeah. okay and uh so basically uh, said object you know you know lands in the in the woods and you know pa and son go running out there and they see uh, you know this capsule that's out there and uh army comes in and there, hushes everybody and they take it uh out of uh, uh they take it out on a you know, on a truck and it's just like never happened folks and uh, you know, the story, you know, continues the rivers. Well the all your uh, reentry vehicles for uh, the Apollo, all those missions, they were water landings. The the cosmonauts, they uh did land uh land uh landings. I know it sounds dumb. Yeah. They they came in on, on, on the land. Yep. Uh so I think that uh one of their capsules just uh, came in one of the Russians one, whether they were alive afterwards or whatever. But any time said uh, object that's an experimental vehicle or space reentry vehicle, if it comes into, uh, uh, you want to hope it comes into your allies' territories because if not, you know, we're going to go get that shit, we're going to take it apart, we're going to examine it, you know. Whether it's UFO or, you know, Chinese, Russian, we're... uh, So imagine some brand new... uh, Chinese uh, nuclear powered drone uh, going astray and uh, going to a low hover mode over, you know, Urban Window there.
3: Yeah.
1: And, uh, that's a, a science project gone wrong if you really think about it, but in the way it's a blessing for all these letter agencies because they get to go, <clears> hmm, <throat> wow, look at this. Turn this cat to a fucking pile of mush.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, look what it did to these pigeons on this rooftop compared to the pigeons over on this rooftop. Yeah. These fuckers melted into the tar in this tile. Yeah. Versus the ceramic tile just turned that motherfucker into a pile of ashes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. There, there's been a lot, of, uh, a lot of reporting that I've seen, too, with... Uh, I don't know, I think Jeremy Corbell kind of kicked it off. Um, but there's actually a lot of material published if you look for it on YouTube of uh, in these battle zones um, in Ukraine and then in uh, in Syria and then in Yemen that they're seeing a lot of UFOs and fucking everybody's shooting at the UFOs like everybody nobody knows whose they are or anything like that. But the UFOs are just they're coming in kind of freaking people out. People are shooting at them. Oh,
2: not during, during wartime.
0: Yeah, yeah. With
1: observers, yeah.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Uh-huh. Hey, could you imagine some, let's uh, just say, gun enthusiast family in the backwoods of some U.S. state yeah. and uh, just happened to take one down, thinking it's a drone or something, and then find out that that's actually a, uh, a Soviet you know, spy jet. <laughs> how do you explain yourself to the local police department Well son Tell us how you uh, You stopped this thing
0: Well I was doing my daily shooting And I, I killed it <laughs> That's it Fuck man It's happened before You know people have intercepted all kinds of shit Angry farmers. Yeah Yeah yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't doubt
1: that so, um, We talked about You were talking about like, uh, Kinetic energy weapons And stuff Yeah uh, the During the wartime You'll see uh, uh, They call them Wonder weapons Or uh, uh, Weather weapons Where you can mimic uh, uh, An attack As uh, A natural disaster
0: Yeah mm-hmm.
1: And um. Uh, well, even uh, Stacy was saying uh, observers, uh, like wartime observers, there's uh, they said there was observers on the moon when we landed up there.
0: Yeah. I, you oh. know, I, I looked for a f- this, this audio file that was on YouTube and I can't find it. If anybody listening can find it, send us a link. Um, but what it was, is it was the supposed unedited uh, audio file of the astronauts talking to each other up there and it's their usual stuff, you know, system checks and this and that communicating with each other, operational stuff. And then all of a sudden one of them goes, Hey, what is that over there? Yeah. Like, what the heck is that? It's like, are they looking at us or what is that shit? That That is the creepiest audio file that I've probably ever heard. I'm not sure if it's real, if it's real, uh I knew it it was not real I want to believe anyway
1: well uh, it's a hard one they said there was well there have you seen the, the little light orbs at the
2: how could anybody not believe I don't
1: I don't get it it's really true there, they said there was a little uh, orbs of light at the uh, when they were doing the nuclear uh, testing yeah yeah uh, so back to the whole uh, wonder weapons uh, there, as Stacey was saying that with the observers uh, in the war we're at the brink of uh, nuclear uh, nuclear war I'm not, I'm not saying uh, like, uh, the MAD abbreviation the mutually uh, assured the destruction, destruction yes. or whatever it yeah. but there's definitely going to be a uh, Oops, or, oh, damn it, this weapon system came online. How about that?
0: Yep. Sorry, Los Angeles. Yep.
1: I think we'll be okay, but there's going to be some fucked up people over there.
2: Oh, shit's going to get fucked
1: up. And with Sam, we were talking about the radiation uh, or just the, the contamination of the bread basket there. Imagine how if you Ukraine gets uh, nuked and all that radiation gets into where they're supposed to be growing all this food.
2: Our whole environment, though, can just... It's going to take one branch falling and breaking. It's yeah. Off. We're all
1: fucked. <laughs> it's going to be a little bigger than Chernobyl this time, though. Yeah, shit, yeah. yeah.
0: No shit. And then the, the scary thing, too, is, like, there, there's all these um, interconnected systems... Uh, I guess, control and management systems of these, uh, nuclear reactors. I'm sure that there's fail safes, but like there's nuclear reactors fucking everywhere, every single place. And like, we don't think about them like the There's
3: ones we don't know about, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. And then if they hack those or shut down the management systems, then you got another Fukushima or, uh, like James said, another Chernobyl. That's, that's scary too, man. And yeah, as far as the food, the food, uh supply chain that's fucked up that's why we should all be trying to grow something
1: you know what the, the the weird part about it, the whole uh nuclear not just nuclear war but uh, nuclear contamination
3: yeah
1: um, have you did you ever get to see the documentary i think it was called uh i don't know if it, oh, man the wolves of, of chernobyl
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did, about about uh, how the biosphere kind of came back stronger. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's weird how uh, uh, flora and fauna-wise, nuclear... Uh, well, a lot of that stuff has a nuclear uh, half-life where the stuff breaks down.
3: hmm
1: But at the same time, like the, the Japanese reactor, that was cesium. So that's why they were dumping all that shit into the ocean, because they knew it would... Uh, dissipate faster it would break down yeah uh, so yeah i understand that the different types of uh, so back to the wolves in the floor of the fauna but if you put a human out in that shit they're just like oh i'm gonna die mm-hmm. Fuck a wolf, and so you just like all right i'm gonna eat this uh, uh nuclear rated uh, rabbit and just keep on trucking on and live life but it- humans they're uh, they're so sensitive that like, no, no radiation.
0: Well, it's our fear, right? It's like, it, it's it's mental fear, and we, honestly, we, we live a long time, long, and uh, wolves in their old age, you've never seen an old wolf, they just fucking disappear, right? They just die and they get consumed as soon as they get a little bit weak. And I think that's part of it, too. Like, um, yeah, they may, maybe it was that for a certain amount of time all the animals were getting fucked, and they're just like, Every single every single animal had cancer, but their life cycles are very fast compared to us. And so, who knows? Who it, I, did they in that documentary? Did they do any like genetic testing on the on any of those animals at all?
1: I think they just analyzed their DNA. Gotcha. And then, uh, you know, there was a, another spot where they were. Um, you know, melting animals with nuclear weapons. Uh, it was out there in the Pacific. Uh-huh. Uh, there was some shark or fish that grew with like a like a second dorsal fin or a third dorsal fin. Yeah, because uh, I'm sure animal friends out there will, will do it, but uh, the little uh, stupid flipper on top. I think it's dorsal. Fin.
0: <laughs> the stupid flipper had three of them. That's awesome.
1: Okay, so he, he grew an extra thingy. Okay. And, uh, but they said that, um, and they were even showing on the, I think they could even show in the DNA where, like, oh, look, look at this one right here. This is where the nuclear bomb went off. You know, they were. I want to say it was when a nuclear bomb goes off, that first initial bright light, you know, the little godly moment that, you know, of man, animal fucked up. Yeah. Um, that was enough to just go bloop. It took out a DNA uh, spectrum. Sorry, there's a train going by. Oh,
0: that's but okay. it,
1: it took, uh, I want to say it didn't take away, but it added an extra DNA uh, spot and made him grow at the extra dorsal fin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so that train's
0: loud. Uh, I can't hear it at all.
1: Oh, okay, good. That motherfucker's like a goddamn train. It's like a fucking, fucking freight
0: train. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So he became the most badass dolphin there ever was, I imagine.
1: Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know if it made him a better uh, better swimmer or not. Though. Yeah, who knows. Hold on, give me a second. I'm going to... Tell Stacey, I'm going to go back to my own. I'll, I'll tell Sean, then I'm going to go back home. Okay.
0: You're here. All right. Later,
1: okay. Stacy. No, you're fine. Okay. You're doing housewife stuff, so... Alright, well, thanks for being, uh, I guess, with those here, Stacy.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, thanks for having
1: me. She just happened to be. here She likes her show, so right on. Thank you.
3: Thank
0: you. I
2: enjoy it Right on. Yep. Right, we'll see you later.
1: Good night, yeah. <laughs> that's The cool thing about our little uh, apartment complex here, we, uh, we have a little—I want to call it a strong little community, but very friendly to each other.
3: Yeah. This
1: gives to show you lost culture and what people don't appreciate.
0: Yep yeah that's true man over here we're barely starting to like kind of get to know each other
1: there's a cat standing on my gate
0: oh
3: which yeah, one is it
1: this is a huge old black cat oh uh-huh. a beast of a tom he's just like standing on the fence all teetering like talk about a black cat crossing your path like I can't even get my gate cause this <laughs> huge black mammoth cat is on my uh, on my <laughs> Damn, yeah, I don't even know what to do with him.
0: Just fucking tell him move, man. He he understands.
1: Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I gotta go back and get fun come look at this cat, Stacy.
0: Remember <laughs> this black tom I was
1: talking about? Like no. Come look how big this cat is. Like holy shit he's big.
0: Really?
2: Yeah, so
1: yeah you pet that big old angry beast. That's a stray cat as any.
3: <laughs>
1: he's like a fucking furry piranha.
3: Yep.
1: He's actually gonna let her pet him. I wonder if that used to be someone's cat or something. Oh wow. Damn, yeah, petting him.
3: Hmm.
0: In my experience with black cats, it's pretty good. Ooh, so. Ooh, he's hissing at her. Oh, damn. She, he's,
1: gonna, he's gonna fuck you up. He's gonna break that hand straight for you. No, he
2: is not.
0: So he accepted the pets, but then he started hissing?
2: It was her.
1: Uh, well, he did initially. Oh, he swatted at her. Ooh. He got you. He clawed at her. Oh, Yeah, fuck Ooh, that cat. He was at her. Fuck
2: oh, he you, you Oh, yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> yeah. Clawed <no. laughs> you? All
1: right. now I'm just going to show him off of you. She pet him again She oh. pet him on it <laughs> She pet him again <laughs> yeah. The yeah, drama man Fucking
0: Cats are 100% drama She is She's checking out this one you? I, There's got to be a cat over
1: there That
2: he's uh, pissed off Alright You guys have a good night Later, Later. Good
1: night. You want another beer or no? You want to take a beer with you? You want to take a beer with you?
2: <clears throat>
1: oh, so I, uh, I, drew a character in chalk on my, uh, on concrete. <clears throat> if I were to do it, it's paint, right. Hey, tell me what you think of this art piece. Oh, I love
2: it. This made me smile. Uh,
0: <clears throat> Is that your, uh, your cat? Yeah. The orange cat?
2: I,
1: I, When we, me and Tim were, uh, smashing up my old couch with the axe
0: uh-huh
1: um, this is very yeah the cat the cat saw fucked her up oh also when I was smashing up the couch a, a piece of canvas came out of it like to to do artwork on oh and I oh, I love I, it. I drew on the my uh, I did a first canvas a rough rough draft hmm we'll see you other It's weird drawing
0: on canvas Yeah Yeah canvas is kind of tough to draw on All the little divots and stuff Yeah Yeah I haven't haven't done anything with the canvas in a while I used to paint a lot on on canvas When I I sold uh, portraits I wouldn't even call them portraits That was like just bullshit They were fun though Yep. yep. That was dope. That that was an interesting time in my life, man. I, all I I think I just worked part-time and I had just enough money to like pay my car payment and then rent this uh art studio. Oh, I hear a cat. Um yes, was trying to get up
1: on the phone. Yeah. Sorry, no, it's
0: me. all good. It's all good. It was like 150 bucks each one. It was, it was cool. I would just have people come in and I would take a picture of them. And then uh, I would do some computer shit with it. Kind of like threshold, you know, like get get rid of the fu- super fine details and es- essentially do not, not a tracing, but just do a a very simplified cartoonish version of, of the person's face. And a lot of, all you have to do is capture the eyes and the mouth and the shape of the mouth. And that's, that's about it. And, uh, yeah, man, a lot of that shit was, was pretty cool. I never thought that anybody would pay me for art ever in my life.
1: I just want to do a piece of art or somebody to just, I'm not saying, or someone could appreciate it or make someone happy, but it'd be cool just to, uh that's why I wanted to put a piece of art at, at the coffee shop. Yeah. Just so I could look over because you know what, um, what what's funny about my cat is is I'm always drawing like on the back of an envelope, a napkin. Yeah. The the little square that they give you from the movie ticket you know in the back of it. So I'll find my uh, Toms uh, randomly. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I do find them uh, I'll start fucking laughing my ass off and it's like funny and I'm like well if it's funny to me it's got to be like cool or
0: funny to other people, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I used to draw so, this uh, a duck, too. I'll send I'll send you my duck. Hey, mate, maybe if you have a cool, uh, a cool version of your your art. That's the, that's the cover art for this episode. Oh, uh, what, my cat or your duck? No, your cat. Uh, yeah, we can do that. Uh,
1: my cat's, uh, he's, uh, uh, i don't know how you say is it. he's always uh, wanting uh, tacos like you know like like how garfield wants uh, lasagna yeah always uh he's always dreaming in his bubble captions or whatever he's thinking about he's always uh, thinking about food or tacos or whatnot
0: yeah makes sense
1: so uh like I said, uh, sometimes I'll, I'll draw a cat and I'll put a caption in there like uh, he'll be asking a question. And the, the question uh, is, I'm actually asking the girls if they want to go to taco cart.
0: Oh, okay. Got you.
1: So uh, he's saying like he's hungry. So I'll, I'll tell the girls to come in the room. It'll be like Friday night. It'll be like 830 at night. And I'll uh, the show, so they'll be like, what? Taco cart? They're like, right now, they're like, let's go. They understand. So like, yeah. And then a little card will get put away somewhere. And then, you know, a week later, six months later, a year later, I'll come across that little cartoon with the caption on it. Yeah. And I'll be like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this guy.
0: That's cool. That's dope, man. So,
1: uh, my, my, as I was telling Ryan that, uh, my canvas is gonna just have my cat drinking uh, a boba, and uh, like I said, the place is called Rainbow Tea House. Yeah. You should do your duck uh, just uh, drinking uh, a thing of boba.
0: Oh yeah, totally.
1: And then you could put it next to uh, my art right there.
0: <laughs> Down. That that was that tea house that we we went to, right?
1: Yeah, that's the place. Oh okay. I forgot. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I took you there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's cool.
1: You took me there. I think you paid that day.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's dope, man.
1: I like their uh, green tea. I had a, a coffee there, and uh, I had heard before, uh, if you want a really strong cold uh, cold coffee, what do they call it? Is it Filipino coffee?
3: uh uh-huh.
1: I think that's what it's called. That shit was so fucking strong and sweet. I could, uh, I drank maybe a little more than half of it and, uh, couldn't finish it. It was like the strongest coffee drink I've ever had in my life. Yeah. But that shit was pretty good, though.
0: I can't fucking handle coffee, dude. Like, I I drink coffee. I've drank coffee for the past, like, four days. I shouldn't be drinking coffee, man. That shit stresses me out
1: oh I mean, you're caffeine sensitive
0: yeah i'm caffeine sensitive i'm a fucking unicorn in that way
1: yeah well we all we all have our immunities i guess
0: yeah i have my weakness
1: you know i was thinking the other day uh uh you know it's funny like uh the the, the guilty conscience that you could have uh i was gonna go get my morning monsters and there was a red bull guy and they're stocking the uh the Red Bull, uh-huh. you know, fridge. And he looked over, saw me get my monsters. and he kind of give me a little snobbish look, like, oh, you don't drink a Red Bull? <laughs> You're one of those monster drinkers, you know?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I was waiting for him to say something. I was going to tell him, like, you know, I was like, had like some excuse, you know, like, ah, you know, why I don't drink Red Bull. And I was actually just going to be honest with him. Red Bull makes me. Jittery as fuck Like it tweaks me up Versus hmm. uh, Monster Just gives me drive It's a different type of energy it's, it's weird Like compared to like Makes you wonder what they They put in that shit
0: Well I mean they, they say what it is The fucking Tor taur- was it Gorana and taurine and Um I forget what, what other things I, I don't exactly know What that stuff is though I've never researched into it. All I know is that it it's like a super uh, stimulant, you know? But I'm not sure if it's just like, is it a muscle stimulant? Is it a fucking, uh, just it affects your brain? I have no idea.
1: You know, I've always been waiting for a, uh, like a Red Bull Blue label with like some Viagra or something in it. <laughs>
0: They don't make that? Dude, I feel like they should have already made that by now.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: Or even
1: a suicide formula. You know, how, how come there isn't, a, you know, an ethical version of here? How You know what? If Red Bull uh, did make a suicide version, they should call it the shut the fuck up formula. Yep. Just drink a nice cold glass of shut the fuck
0: up. Yep. Forever edition. <laughs> Yeah dude, no, no way that I, I tried I tried drinking a Red Bull when when that first came out. I remember when Red Bull first like broke over here. Um That was insane, dude. I, I felt like I was uh like I had heart palpitations. But then again back then I, I never drank coffee or anything like that and I was uh really, really regularly uh running long distance. So my I don't know maybe it was like my circulatory system was just like fucking clean as a whistle or who knows what was happening but dude that thing fucked me up for like probably a whole day I think it was the whole day that I felt just like nervous you know nervous and I could hear my heartbeat in my ears it was awful dude. haven't tried it since I'll be so the tired the first time uh oh, let me just cut you off the, the first time I
1: drank uh I think it's called Rain. I'm looking at it and it's, uh, I was in like a working out every day and, uh, I saw in the can that it's, or someone said, Hey, be careful when you drink that. That's, that's pre workout. And I'm like, What? So I kind of read the can. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is. But the, the job I was doing for the government was very, uh, strenuous. Yeah. Like almost like an uh, athletic, uh, like, uh, status of like exerting yourself every day in, in your job. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, fucking a workout farming on my ass, you know? So I start <laughs> up drinking it. And then uh-huh. there be times I'd be like swinging a sledgehammer or using big old pry bars or hydraulic jacks to like move stuff or pry shit apart. What's mm-hmm. uh, the short story? I fucking take a big old swig of that, that rain. And yeah, like I felt like, uh, I, don't know, I felt like the tip of my nose, like like all fuzzy. Yeah. And then like my fingertips, I think it's the nitrogenated uh, water or whatever it's in there. But I looked down on my arm, and I don't have like hairy arms at all. like compared to like so, you know some people, you know, big, old, you know, they look like you know, like they have fur coats and shit. Yeah. But I looked down on my arm, and I could see this weird fuzz all over my arms and I kind of look at it closer and what it was was it was all the white hairs on my arms all the way to my on my fingers everywhere in the back of my hands were a place that you never knew you had uh little blonde hairs right yeah and that shit stood straight up like I was like full of static electricity whoa yeah it fucking blew my mind and it it only did it one time the second I remember the second day I was like okay remember drinking it, and I, I was, like, looking at my arm to see if it was going to do it again, and it just had the slightest effect of it, and after that, I never did it, but that first time, it made every hair of my body fucking stand straight up. It was, that was, that's some powerful shit. Yeah, that could have just been my body reacting to it, but at the same time, that, sh- that stimulant that was in there was yeah. so strong. yeah. So imagine the, these people at the, these food ingredient companies, you know. Imagine adding a little of uh, the rain uh, fruit punch to the elementary school kids. I was about uh, to say.
0: Ath- <laughs> Give it to the kids. Yeah. Well, they might get used to it real fast. Like, all, it always weirds me out to see these kids, like, especially here in Redlands. I mean, the parents are rich enough to buy their kids fucking starbucks and shit you know some of the some of the middle schoolers walking around with uh big old frappuccino whatever swirly sugar caffeine shit and they're just like normal like man i don't know you get used to shit like that really fast i i I think that it would be chaos for like one day anarchy for one day and then uh then that's it Because they
1: could put in your food without you knowing it and control you, versus, you know, or um, like how we were talking with Ryan, you know, Ryan chooses to, you know, do this catch fight. Yep. Uh, what we choose to put in our body, you know, he chooses to put Diet Coke. What if they had an extra strength Diet Coke version? Would you still drink it? These just happen to be the side effects, but you could choose to have these side effects.
0: Oh, yeah. I was just talking about Diet Coke, too, Diet Pets yeah. and all that shit. It's uh, how it's, like, worse for you than, like, you might as well have just drank the Coke and, like, dealt with simple sugars than uh aspartame and phenylalanine and all this weirdo shit that stays in your bones and <laughs> glows in the dark and shit. <laughs> That's crazy.
1: Hey, did you ever see that, um... Uh, it was an anti-nicotine commercial where they uh, they have a lab rat and they have uh, two uh, water bottles for the, the rat to drink out of one's water and one's uh, nicotine-infused uh, uh, water.
3: Yeah.
1: And uh, they don't necessarily move the water bottle away from the cage at all, but there's a, a little opening where the rat can... Uh, poke his head through and take a drink of water yeah and they don't change the size of the one with the the one with the water in it right but the one with uh, the nicotine infused water they uh i want to say they change each week they change the diameter to a smaller circumference uh okay so they show like you know week one and it shows the Rab, uh, rat, you know, drinking the nicotine water. And it shows week two. And the hole gets gradually smaller. And then it shows, like, week seven. And uh, it's just a little hole, and this fucking rat's all contorted with his fucking head all, like, twisted, like, t- out of the fucking uh, hole, just to... <coughs> You know, drip. <coughs> it's fiending. It goes to show you... Well, the thing is, is the... His regular clean water source is right right there next to it.
0: But he uses that one. Uh,
1: it's the same size uh, circumference hole, so he can go drink water right now, unrestricted. But the rat chooses to control and rest- contort himself to get that uh, yummy, more fresh water.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy. And then, like, how how it can happen like that with anything too like uh any fucking thing i mean yeah nicotine is really powerful and addictive you know but i i imagine that if they were to do the same thing with like sugar water i think i think the rat probably would have the same uh the same thing going on you know attacking the sugar water instead because it makes it feel better or whatever
1: well, check this out. You said with the rice right sugar water, right? Uh-huh. You know, uh, you, ever, you ever see the video where it says, why does Coca-Cola taste better at McDonald's? No. Uh, because uh, normal, uh, like when we go to just the gas station or, say, a different fast food company, when the the soda syrup comes out of a, uh, a box get that new, like when you go to Box, they got that machine where you can add like, you know, you can do like 200 different flavor combinations because they have all the syrup inside the machine.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, they have like 50 or, or more different little small box syrups inside the that machine to do it versus if you go to back of McDonald's, they have this huge uh, stainless steel uh, canister that holds like 150 gallons of syrup and uh they have a whole different carbonation setup, and it by fact i mean like literally they like mcdonald's has the best tasting coca-cola that you can get well you have to remember all these foods are flavor enhancers with one another yeah so when you drink their special sugar water it makes their french fries taste that much better it makes their cheeseburgers taste better versus you get a, a can of soda out of the fridge
3: yeah
1: or out of, out of the, the freezer section over there in the store the, they engineered their soda to taste different and more uh, appealing
3: hmm. at, at,
1: at those there's one other one or two other places that use the same method but they have the most pure sugar water at McDonald's
0: really. Yeah. Wow, I believe that shit, man. I believe it. I mean, certain, certain. They have it down to a science, right? Like certain acidity levels of certain wines will make, uh, you know, this cheese taste amazing or whatever. Yeah, it's not 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 a surprise there. I think
1: MSG was a flavor enhancer that just kind of just didn't. Who knows? People allergic to special salt flavoring
0: supposedly msg um while it came out on the scene as like yeah like a flavor enhancer for i i forget what i don't know what msg enhances if it's just like general spice enhancer or what but um there was also evidence too somewhere that msg was kind of like a healthy nutrient in a way and then, at the same time, there was all kinds of studies saying that it causes cancer, you know?
1: I'll tell you what I, what, someone told me about what were explaining to me one time. And, uh, someone told me, um, I'll pronounce the name for you. It's funny that I actually know what that shit means. But they, someone told me that when they were making that shit in the food laboratories, that they need a perfect blend of both sugar and salty or sweet and salty. Mm-hmm. It's like when you take a bite, you're just like, oh man, this is delicious. You know, that first, uh, Starbucks uses, uh, a saying in its first sip something. I mean, I can't remember what the fuck there, yeah. where they hook you. As soon as you get that, like that drink is supposed to be as good as from the first sip to the very last, you know, little, you know, Gurgle bubble, you know, when you're sucking that shit down. Yeah. Um, so the MSG, it's supposed to be like the commercial delays where they say said product's name, Lays. You can't just eat one. Yeah. It's because all that salsa, it I guess it melts on your it's designed to melt on your tongue and make you just go like, oh someone just fucked my mouth with mm-hmm. the shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> crack it up. Um, so uh, MSG is monosodium glutamate
3: uh-huh.
1: So sodium is, is salt Mono, I don't know Like mono kind of simulates like one
3: Yep
1: And then glutamate is glutamine
0: Yeah, sugar
1: yeah. sugar, is it? Mm-hmm Yeah, so I guess the name says it all
0: Yep One salt sugar Sounds good, simple
1: Fuck, uh, man! It makes you wonder what else is in there in uh,
0: your food, dude. I, your, I don't know. There, there's all this stuff about um. So, because of the underreported large amount of people that did not trust the COVID vaccination, um, and still have yet to be vaccinated, uh, that they were able to introduce successfully, and uh, by they I mean. I have seen reports of scientific experimentation with introducing the COVID vaccination and other vaccines into food, into, uh, salads, into meat products, um, by, I guess like secondary transmission. Although with cooking, I'm not sure how true any of this shit is and with preservatives being what they are. Um, but yeah, like that. There was all kinds of stuff uh, for a long time, trying to introduce vaccines into the general food supply without us knowing it, because there were there's always going to be pushback, and especially with this last round of bullshit um, that they were trying to do that uh, here. I'm not sure if it if it's true or not. If it ever got implemented anywhere, it's,
1: what what's the the point of uh Leasting their food or just to make them sick
0: or maybe I i think just li- looking at uh, how many people are dying um, like it, it, it's kind of an under underreported thing at least in the of course main, mainstream television news is not going to tell you anything you know it's not going to tell you anything uh, that's going to make you panic in ways that they don't want you to panic by they I mean the government I think Um, but there was, there's all kinds of doctors and independent researchers on YouTube and other channels that show that there's like an excessive amount of deaths right now. Like, uh, people from the life insurance industry are like, holy shit, we're like hemorrhaging money because so many damn people are dying and it's like an unusual amount that doesn't really coincide with the past, uh, half decade of trends. You know, and that includes um, upticks in the economy, which always means more people are dying, Uh, with slowdowns in the economy, which means people people live longer and whatnot, with economic prosperity, just in general, across the board, there's this loss of life that is unaccounted for, except for if you take into consideration the side effects of the covid vaccination. I think I don't know man. I I've I've never been so willing to be seen as like paranoid and um delusional as I am now. You know, I'm totally willing to take whatever negative opinion people have of me and I'm totally willing to say that I think that yeah, like the covid vaccine is It was not good for us, you know, and there's a lot of young people that were totally healthy otherwise, never had any history of anything, and they just die. They just keel over and die. That's not normal, you know, it's, and then it's evidenced by not only, I guess what you might call like fringe medical researchers, uh but by, like, a lot of serious people from a lot of serious disciplines. Like, what incentive does the insurance industry have to lie about the amount of money that they're losing because they're having to pay people's uh, life insurance policies? You know, it's just a report. And I think, I think it's connected.
1: Yeah, but you know what the scary part is? Is the... I don't want to just say the government but there's an agency that can go to these life insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies and say hey look here's the bigger picture we're going to be uh, displacing this amount of people so don't worry about your guys' finances because we're going to give you subsidies or mm, tax breaks yeah. uh, don't worry you can sell all the happy elixir you want You'll have sole business rights and, you know, copyrights. Just what we need you do need to do is uh, you just need to make sure that this vaccine is either effective, not effective or reactive when we deem necessary. So these are the numbers you're going to report. This is how much money you're going to make this year and this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the whole uh, COVID thing is just uh, well. Either this is just the beginning, or, it, like I said, it was. Uh, I initially thought that the cover up of uh, uh COVID was uh, was more to do with the economy than it was actually uh, uh, a sickness. I think it was more of uh, a control. To all right. If we, I mean, imagine uh, the government, you know, having come to a decision, saying, "Hey, look, either we could have mass uh, panic and breadlines in the in the streets, and everyone being broke, and everyone lose their homes, or we could just identify this uh, recession or depression as a health crisis and just basically." make money up here and put everybody on on government subsidies and benefits and uh cash aid and then when we can restore the economy we'll just send everybody back to work and that's kind of just seems like it went everyone's sick everyone's sick you know echo their uh, variant delta variant and then everybody go back to work it's all done
0: yeah And the thing was though, it was like, I got sick, you know, like I got COVID. So it's like, I I know that there was a sickness, whether it was released on purpose or by accident. I don't, I don't know. And I really don't care. Um, But I think it's one of those two things. I think it was definitely a manufactured thing. Oh dude, uh, on a tangent, by the way, relating to this, I saw that uh i think it was like like boston some school in boston i'm not sure if it was mit but they created a covid virus that was like eight times or five times something times more deadly than the deadliest covid vi- uh, virus that has been found like it had like an 80 percent mortality rate dude on on the on these uh, mice uh, the mice that they call the humanized mice which by humanized mice i'm not sure exactly what they've done to their immune system or to their overall uh, physiology or biology or whatever um but yeah like this shit was like super deadly uh, and i was just like sc- scratching my head like man why the fuck would you do that why would you do that at all but at least they let the report out, so I know. <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> oh, some sort of the medical testing is some weird shit.
0: It is, man. It is. Anyways, I went on a tangent, sorry. No, I'm fine. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I think just the whole... Well, even if you think back to the very first reports of COVID, it was uh, when... Uh, <laughs> We we were trying to put the blame or cast the blame on it, and, like, first initially, it was like, oh, hey, everybody, uh, there's a sickness. It's originated from China, and China's like, don't you put the fucking name out there. And then it was uh, uh, COVID, and they're like, well, you can't call it COVID. Oh, okay, and then it was COVID-19, and then it was the Wuhan virus, and then it's all, you can't put our name on it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, then now it's... <laughs> I thought it was funny, and then how fast it went from uh, it was, they publicized that it, it came from that lab, and now the workers took it home. And then a couple weeks later, was, oh, it was, oh, it's just just China. Just China. It, it, it didn't come from a lab.
0: Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it. You're a crazy person if you think it came from a lab. Uh, well, I think the funding yeah the
1: U.S. Uh, It wasn't defense money, but the money to uh, from the bio labs Uh where they were contracting out uh, the the, for the medical research. uh, I forgot who the the CDC was uh, paying the that lab to alter and modify those uh, variants of. the cold that's because that's what COVID is right yeah uh, common cold mm-hmm. corona um that's the funny thing is is like we pay for all this research to make diseases stronger
0: <laughs> yeah make diseases stronger and then uh in, inflate the net worth of our our congress people
1: yeah true that some rich bastards, man.
0: They are they fucking rich, dude. On average, they are rich. Like, uh, that, that, the fucking woke princess, that, uh, AOC. Um, so I guess when she was just like, you know, humdrum person trying to be a politician, her, because I believe it's public record. I mean, how else would I know about it? Her net worth was about $15,000 in her savings account. And, I think it was reported that now she's worth 1.5 million dollars and she is a champion of social justice and all this shit. It's like, get out of here, dude. Like everybody's dirty, especially people like that, that play, that pander to, uh, people that think that they're actually sticking up for them. You know, the, the, the leftist, uh, Propaganda is even more dastardly Because it's covert Than That neocon shit, I think because the neocons are like Yeah, we're rich bastards, you know Here, we're gonna do some stuff
1: hmm. oh, I wonder uh, On how much uh, the blackmail budget is For some of these countries not, not countries, but these companies <laughs> And uh, agencies
0: Blackmail budget, yeah, no shit, that's crazy
1: <laughs> You know, uh imagine the the ceo having to go to his son that uh has just some job title to the company where he does absolutely no job and you, you gotta sit down son um we got the <laughs> we, we got the invoice for the all, all your monthly raping yep um can do you think you could stop using the the, the the gold card son the you're, you're putting a, a herd on the company, son.
0: He's like, all right. All right. I'll pay off the gold card. <laughs> yeah, no Imagine shit.
1: What, uh, Hillary's uh, yearly operation uh, cost to run her uh, kill squad is.
0: Oh, dude, who fucking knows? Unlimited, man. Unlimited. I mean, I think at a certain point in uh, involvement, into that machine that it really is unlimited to, to me as a person that has never had any wealth of any significance in my whole life it's like once you get past 10 million bucks yeah sure there's all kinds of stupid ass shit you could spend you know two million bucks at a time uh, doing but it's like like beyond that i think that's the point to where they have money that makes so much money via all of these investment schemes and mechanisms that it is kind of unlimited you know it just comes I mean, from nowhere
1: it's never-ending circle of money yeah. and if you think of the pirate uh ideology where uh you take somebody's gold after you get rid of i mean yeah. uh Uh, I hate to use uh, Epstein as uh, as an example, but... Use him. Imagine the, his, uh, what they call it, your, your coffers. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or another example is uh, I've seen this uh, body cam video of a police officer where she left her body cam on, and they got called to evict uh, somebody out of, like, an upscale house. Yeah. And instead of, like, uh, securing the area, the cops, like, they knew all the stuff's just going to get thrown away, right? Yeah. So these cops instantly start, like, raiding all these people's stuff, and they're, like, talking to each other, like, uh, hey, we could take this, we could take this, and, like, the one cop was complaining, like, how she could only fit so much shit inside her jacket or her vest. (laughs) And Yeah. uh, so imagine a, a politician or government, like, uh, or even uh, in the uh, Gulf War, we when we were taking all that gold from uh, Saddam. Yeah. Um, when you uh, whether it's your slush fund or, I mean, just look how much money they take in drug busts, and they call it, they call it a civil asset fortune, uh, yep. forfeiture.
0: yeah Yep and they and take the drugs a, too what's it? <laughs> and they take the drugs too
1: yeah uh so imagine if, if your local police department is taking just drug money off of the, uh, a convicted uh you know drug dealer mm-hmm. imagine how much money uh these companies and uh, politicians are stealing uh, from each other and uh when they can nay a certain person out of the circle and just happened to absorb his business and shit like that, or his
3: assets,
1: or his collateral. Mm. Yeah, just like right here in uh, Russia when the uh, remember they were seizing all those yachts.
0: Yeah, that that was pretty love. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. I I, ne- I never followed up with uh, what happened to those those things. I mean, those dudes are so rich they probably just like, oh damn, you know, insurance claim. <laughs> Some shit like that Yeah yeah. Maybe it didn't matter at
1: sure. all How much Frivolous money, those, how much, uh, money those, Some of those people have Yeah
0: Yeah it's gnarly That's what I'm saying man I think it's worthless At a certain point You know Like uh, in terms of What it what it really means Because you don't work for it beyond Beyond that Whatever Whatever Threshold that is At least I don't think so I'm sure maybe some tax guys Have something to say about it But Fuck the tax guys. Um, And then all, all, all that shit, too, about the... Uh, so it's like when they hired those 80,000 IRS agents. I looked at that as like... Damn, like, they announced that? No, it was... It felt like a big fuck you to everybody that works for a living, you know? It really did. Because essentially what the IRS agents are doing... They're not gonna make any changes to the to the upper echelons of the income bracket like they're protected they already have their shit straightened out the laws aren't gonna change they already figured out the laws and that's why they're up there they're here to control us like the to fuck with us the the people that don't have the millions and millions of dollars you know that's it it just felt like a a, like another super oppressive Kind of backhanded move You know uh, In the face of the public That's all they're doing They're just oh, we're, we're enforcing the law Like you guys never fucking enforce the law That's Otherwise this place would be different The economy would be different
1: You know it doesn't seem like they uh, They take a lot from you Because sometimes I'll look at The different taxes they take out of your check Uh huh it's all weird amounts. You know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, here's your share. Just put in 25 for this, 25 for this and 25 for this. No, it's all like $27 and 41 cents or vice versa. It's always like the weirdest um, amounts and percentages and that, that they, they take. But, uh, look at a company like, uh, I wonder how many uh, employees Walmart has uh, nationwide or even like at like in a theme park where they have 5,000 employees. You know, That's uh, 5,000 employees that are all paying $27.41 to FICA, to SSI, to the state tax. Um, it's, it's a very large percentage of money if you think about it, but it's just in all small increments where they... Uh, I mean, they have to fuck over that many people.
3: You know? Mhm.
2: Yeah,
0: but it's like barely under. uh for most people, under the most common income bracket, it's like close to a quarter of your of your earnings. Right under it. But it's pretty pretty damn close to a quarter.
1: Sounds about right. I was gonna say about thirty to forty percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's gnarly. And you just get used to it. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know anybody nowadays that's like, oh, damn, you know, I hate looking at that. It's just like, oh, it's facts. That's fine.
3: You it's know,
0: probably... the
1: fucked part is, is I pay all this money out every year, right? Uh-huh. And uh, um, I don't claim exempt for nothing. But at the end of uh, the year, they they still come at me and they're like, oh, you pay too much.
0: Yeah, or you owe. How do I? How do I owe them for what, dude? <laughs> So that's what I said. Yeah. And then
1: like like I said, their excuse is, well, you made too much. I go, what the fuck does that mean? I made too much. I I just work and that's it. Yeah. Compared to all these rich people and they're they're fucking driving around their Escalades and shit. What Mm -hmm. about him? Oh, well, he's. He filed for 7629 and he got an exempt because he had a puppy as a kid. <laughs>
3: <One>
0: time, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no uh,
1: shit. I've these people. Yeah, um, I've seen this one guy uh, getting pissed off. He was getting sued by somebody, so he started digging into his information, and uh, he's looking at where his residency was, and it's in Nevada, but he does business out of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But because he gets his mail to Nevada, he's able to file all his tax documents and get. Uh, the state tax exemption, hmm. and uh, they're like the guy saying. He goes, "You can see he's bluntly uh, committing fraud. Like, why isn't the government, you know, like stepping in? Why isn't the IRS doing their work?" And they're like, "Well, you said he gets his mail there, right?" And they're like, "Yeah." And then they're like, "Oh, well, it's good enough for us.
0: He must live there, yeah."
1: You, get, oh, so you you got your A magazine there Oh that, that
0: definitely uh, Verifies your residency yeah. yeah I live here magazine
1: <laughs> But the fucked up part was The guy didn't own the house He had no lease agreement He had uh, no proof that he be, Even Has been to the property mm-hmm. But uh, Tax exemption no problem You want that here thank
0: you Yeah yeah, man, it's like that. Just going back to those IRS agents, you know, they they're they're not enforcing shit like that. They're really not. I highly doubt that. It takes a lot to get somebody looked at. Like, uh, look at Trump. He's like people in New York, for the most part, hate him because they know that he's just a fucking criminal. You know, in terms of his business dealings, in terms of the way that he gets his money and that his family has gotten his money before him <clears throat> and yet like they they face no consequences you know at all there's no social responsibility at all as in terms in terms of his uh unequal money getting his uh unlawful money getting and he's not the only one by far there's so many of them
1: i was gonna say oh yeah there's there's always uh, some new scandal uh, but uh you know what, uh, what got me was uh Martha Stewart, how she got busted, and she screwed all kinds of working people out of their money. So, yeah. think of how many uh, housewives' husbands uh, lost money on her dealings, but yet all those housewives still idolize Martha and buy all her products and uh, so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, well, she's untouchable, man. She's a celebrity, you know, a celebrity who has lawyers. <clears throat> yeah that's crazy man like i i was re i was reading also about this uh coach that got fired <clears throat> i think from the panthers was it i can't remember nfl coach dude that dude makes like i think if i'm not mistaken it was like five hundred thousand dollars a year that's fucking crazy for being fired you know He's
1: fired And they they still have to Pay him that kind of money
0: Yeah Some Some kind of crazy shit Like that Yep But he's He's set for life man
1: It's fucking absurd I
0: can get fired From that job No problem That's what I'm saying He can fucking fire me Fucking
1: on my first date Yep I'd be fine It's fucking I seen so I was a meme and it showed uh, a couple of players uh, just sitting on the bench, just doing nothing. And they said it's the only profession where you can get paid five hundred dollars a minute for sitting down doing nothing. That's
0: true. Well, they have the potential to do something. That counts.
1: Give kids uh, false uh, idolization.
0: Yep. Take off your sweaty basketball shoes and give them to the kid until so the kid could sell them on eBay. I saw that. I, th- I thought that was interesting. It was this video of, uh, I think, well, whatever NBA team has uh, all purple uniforms, this guy took off his uh, his basketball shoes and gave them to some kid on the sideline. And I was like, oh, well, that's nice for the kid. But then I thought about it some more in my, uh, I don't know what you call that. I don't know if it's like a nihilistic streak that I have or uh, what what the word is there. But I was like, well, it could be a good thing. I mean, the kid, obviously, he's a fan and he really enjoyed that interaction with uh, somebody who was a celebrity to him. But at the same time, that whole image and that whole thing was kind of tainted by this uh, larger context, you know, to where something like that would work on somebody's mind and kind of symbolizes something bigger in a negative sense about, like, our sense of uh, grandiosity of people who are in the limelight, you know? I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. I don't, I don't like the fact that there is celebrity, but I totally understand why, because we like larger-than-life images of people, and we're willing to forgive them for all manner of shit, like Trump. Like, I'm sorry to keep, to keep bringing him up. He's just, like, the, the foremost example that I, I have. Um, imagine if this was like a couple hundred years ago, and I'm going to say this on the podcast because it's true. Like in medieval Europe, if some shit was going wrong, sometimes the people would rise up and they would take everybody out of the biggest mansion that they could find and they would kill them. You know, that's not good. I think people for the most part are... Not wanting to be violent like that anymore, like how we were in the dark ages, but uh, the sentiment's fucking there, <laughs> I know it's there with me for sure. Would I do yeah, but look
1: it? The I of those, people got a those people were just so happy to be out of the house, they were oh man, they, yeah. they didn't give a fuck with it. They just knew that everyone was yelling, loud noises. What are we doing here? We don't know,
0: we're in a calm. What's going on here? I don't know This isn't going to Starbucks Yep He Was that fucking Monty Python? She turned me into a newt (laughs) Yeah, no shit I gotta be careful That's my uh That's my wishful medieval thinking Coming out I feel that though sometimes
1: It's just uh It's interesting how uh malleable the, the public is whether it's good bad and then uh, um you we, could we say you could have the, we'll just say the worst uh, uh president in the world right like just like Bush Jr. and we just label even though the all America knew that he was a dumber everyone still just sit there and, and clap yes good job sir good job sir you know
0: Hmm. Uh, ah, it's just crazy man i just don't know how there's not a fucking rocket flying at all these people at all times um but I, I suppose that like i said it's a it's a good thing that most humans aren't aren't murderers i don't know man that's crazy it's hard it's hard for me to think about it's hard for me to stomach that stuff i can do it it's just uh I can't help but think that way. Yeah. Sounds good. There's um there was this video that my buddy sent me, um and it was a congressman, I believe, and he's talking and he looks kinda confused. There's no audio. And he turns back and there's his colleague. He's standing behind him. And he does and so the guy the guy looks back at his colleague and this guy does this weird like thing with his hands. Like a little like a pure like a diamond shape with his hands. And then he kinda like rounds it. And the guy stares at him for a while, like a couple of seconds, and then he turns back and he continues talking. And my friend sent it to me and he's like, Yeah, it's some conspiracy shit, you know, Freemason stuff and then he mentioned too that his uh That his dad was a Freemason and that all the judges are Freemasons too. So it's like if you were to get caught up with something, his dad comes to the courthouse, starts throwing the Freemason gang symbols, and the judge sees, well, the judge is going to abide by the law of that secret society and adjust the uh, proceedings accordingly. Can you imagine being at some crazy murder
1: case with, like, video evidence for forensic evidence live on TV, you know, and then just the, the judges and the attorneys just get in there The whole court proceeding lasts 15 seconds, murderer back on the street.
3: Yeah. Yep. And
1: then society would just be like, oh, well, it was a Wednesday when he committed the crime,
3: so. Yeah. Tennessee law states
1: that at sunset on a Wednesday there's some purge laws that would come out for the
0: rich yeah must have been fine (laughs) we'll look back in 20 years and release him when he's useless
1: well look at that kid remember that kid that uh, took his dad's pickup truck at the family party there's like 7 or 10 people on the truck and that shit flipped over And the kid's plea deal was, uh, I'm a rich little white boy and I've never been spanked. And I didn't know any better. He'd never been punished with what his his plea was or some shit like that.
0: Like plea for insanity or plea for...
1: Okay, well, you remember how we were talking about the... uh, is it sexual racism? Yeah. Once the... So somebody sued and sued and sued and it went to the Supreme Court. Yep. So now the Supreme Court, there's case law for sexual racism. This kid, with his plea, was able to implement some new case law. So we'll just say if his last name was Rodriguez. So now you can say, I plead the case law Rodriguez versus, you know, the state of Texas. And his plea is, or his case law would be, I've lived a privileged life and I've never been punished so therefore I don't know better from basic, wrong from right. And we'll just say it's like the Rodriguez uh, uh, syndrome or scenario where you have all these rich uppity Cairns kids who commit crimes against poor people and then they just say, oh well I'm, I'm rich and I don't know better. Yeah. But it's actual uh, case law, uh, wow. whatever that kid did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He killed people. He killed people. Paralyzed people. Fucking
0: all of it. You know? Damn. Yeah, that's fucked. Yep, yeah, that's true. Though that's 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 the way. That's the way. If you if you can continue to sue and continue to appeal, you're gonna get your way probably. You know, unless it's just outright ridiculous, but. I would think that that's outright ridiculous, but it's not, I guess. I
1: saw a thing, it was like a breakdown of how much uh, a Supreme Court uh, case would cost you if me or you tried taking something towards the Supreme Court. Like, it's, there's no way, like, a normal person could afford it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, not really, man. You could barely afford to defend yourself against an employer, man. You know? That's crazy. And there there's a uh, there was another another case. What the fuck was it? Oh yeah. I saw I saw this case too. And it's not not related. It's just a, a case that I saw and I was just like, "Oh man." Like a, it's gnarly. This uh this group of boys it, it was five boys, I think maybe six, they were um, throwing rocks off of a freeway oh. overpass. Oh, yeah. You seen that they shit? Did. They, they yeah. killed that guy. Or one of them killed that guy. And then uh, they, the majority of the boys, except for one, got off on lighter sentence, sentences because they kind of turned their backs on their older friend, slightly older friend, that threw the killing rock down there i was like damn that's kind that's kind of dirty i mean yes they they get lighter punishments on a technicality but like it should they have gotten lighter punishments based on that i don't know any any one of them had the potential to commit that you know you know how, how they charge people with conspiracy to do this you know or that i, th- I would have i would think that that would apply to a case of that nature
1: do you think their uh all would have uh gone higher if it was like if there was two white people in the car that died versus just the one just, just the, the one
0: who knows man i don't You've know I've
1: the, uh, the movie mississippi burning i think it's mississippi burning where they uh the little black girl gets raped and uh I want to say she survives but see the two uh rednecks rape her and uh like the whole court system just because the the girl who got raped was was black it was just like well you know there's only so much we can do and it ends up going to trial and everything and uh and they're gonna let these guys go right so the I think it's Matthew McConaughey he's the lawyer or the uh the actor and the lawyer and uh He's describing the the brutality of the, murder, the crime and the the rape, and he goes now, now and he's like at the end of it he goes now, jury. I just want you to imagine that black girl being a white girl, and it, then it changes the whole perspective of of, of the crime. Yeah, it's weird how if you say well, there was an Asian kid in in that car too, and the jury's just like oh, okay. But if you say there was a blue-eyed, red-head, pale-skinned white girl in that back seat that got a scratch on her cheek? It's instantly a uh, death penalty,
0: death penalty, death penalty. Yeah. I, I could see that if there was a second person, especially like a, a young Caucasian human. Or not Caucasian. Caucasian, she's not from the Caucasus regions of the, <laughs> of the Middle East, a young white girl. Yeah man. That's that's totally totally true. Um there's a... Uh, I I mean that, that that was the whole shit, dude. That was the whole shit about all this uh unfortunately the, the BLM stuff, you know. The did, did did those did those people get put away? Did they get like charges, the BLM people, with all the money that they embezzled from people? Are you talking about the cops? No, no, I'm talking. I'm talking about the organizers behind the BLM, uh, like I guess social media movement where they got they got busted because they were doing some fucky thing with the taxes, and they were embezzling like, like loads of money, loads of money, like millions, from the uh, nonprofit fundraising scheme schemes that they had going.
1: Yeah, I just recently heard about the the scandal on the, the money the, I don't not know too much about it, but it's uh, it goes to show you society how fucked up society is, well they'll they will profit off of it. Anything if there is an option.
3: Yep.
0: Yep. Anyway they can. Yeah. Everybody would like to think that they'd be better than that. And I would I, I would like to think that I'd be better than that, you know. But who knows? I mean, I, I have confidence in, in myself now, in my moral high ground, because I'm not in any position to take a moral high ground, <laughs> except for my own daily life. But who knows, man? Maybe you just can't blame people until you've been there, exposed to the temptation. I was going to say the temptation. Uh, well,
1: imagine the stack of money. But it's just how you said that one person was taking
3: 3000
1: a day. Yep. Imagine the comfortability that $3,000 a day would give you your life.
0: Oh, I know. It's like, And then you see all these happy children eating spicy chicken sandwich made out of fucking uh, Subway Styrofoam hot buns and whatever else they're eating. You like, they're, they're doing fine. And <laughs> they're doing fine. Their test scores, I don't know, a little bit. A little bit on the stupid side, but what can you expect? It's Rialto. It's wild. Yeah, yeah, no it's shit. The,
1: the people that have no shame that's sign off on
0: I know, man. That would get to me, dude. I don't know, like, like for me in my life, my personal life, I don't steal. Right now, there are things that are borderline stealing, like batteries. Okay, I'm not going to incriminate myself here, but there are certain kinds of batteries that I need. <laughs> sometimes they find my w- they find their way to me um but yeah like like I, I don't i don't fucking like to try and steal because that shit just comes back to me karmically i think it just weighs so heavy on my consciousness that i can't handle it and i kind of manifest repercussions for my actions like immediately like some shit would just go wrong you know yeah I yeah and I, i'm glad i'm glad for that i mean there's there's got to be consequences in your in your heart at least to steer you in the right direction
1: you know i see i uh, you know, talk about stealing it's not really stealing but uh i see the um, do you get the pallet recycler guys that come to your shop or that come in the yard and steal pallets and take back
0: off they used to i don't i don't know if they allow them anymore I see
1: these people loading pallets on their little station wagon or their
0: pickup. Or oh, yeah.
1: Their bicycle.
0: Uh-huh.
1: There's one guy, I always catch him in the yard, and then he always wants to be like my friend afterwards after I catch him.
0: Does he yeah, have an agreement like, or something? or is huh? he, Does he have an agreement or is he just a freelancer?
1: <laughs> He's a freelancer.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's like a lot of money. I mean, not not comparative to what we're used to, but, you know. For him. Yeah. For
1: what, that f- $32.50 that he gets is, is a fucking a lot of money.
0: Yep. It's enough to get more pallets for the rest of the day. Oh. Um, Gnarly. My
1: boy that's trying to haunt my other
0: boy cat. Oh. He's
1: handing him down, fucking him up. You know that? <laughs> they're just biting each other for the really fuck. Dominant, the other capture's laying on the ground, like, eh. <laughs> yelling at him, trying to bite him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to amplify that so everyone can hear it. What the fuck? They're doing? They stopped up. Oh, damn.
1: You said you record him when he stopped.
0: Yeah, they're like, oh, damn. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it's <kind of> <laughs> well, right on man. Alright. Well I'm gonna have to end the end the episode unfortunately. Just as we're cooking.
1: Yeah, no worries, because it's um
0: uh, we're yep.
1: so damn good three
0: hours, right? Nah, uh nah, hours. Right, right on two hours. But yeah, A man. Nice episode of nonsense yeah, yeah, definitely. I need I need to blow off uh all this shit that I accumulate uh in my my reading, so that's always that's always good. And then uh stay hold on, yeah, st- stay on. I'm gonna stop recording, but I want to talk to you about something. All right, end podcast.